Hello, this is just a short message to say that for this episode, we intended to do it as a normal episode where we review one whole album in one long episode, as we have with all the others, but we just had way too much to say about these songs. So instead, we decided to release what we'd recorded in three installments. We hope you enjoy. Right, so next one is the one with all the numbers. So it's one three four three four zero, and it is written by P. Doug, Adora, R. M. Sugar, J. Hope, and other writers I've put, and it's produced by P. Doug. It's the first one where all of Rapline, at least, are involved with the writing. Mm. So R. M.'s been carrying the team till now. So a bit of background. Back in August 2006, the International Astronomical Union downgraded Pluto's status to a dwarf planet. So from a regular planet to a dwarf planet because it didn't fit the criteria of a real planet, which are one, it has to be in orbit around the sun. Two, it needs sufficient mass to assume hydrostatic equilibrium, which means a nearly round shape. And three, it has cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. So Pluto only fit the first two criteria. So it didn't fit the third one because it did not dominate its orbit and had other solar system bodies nearby that were near its size. So planets are supposed to be significantly larger than their surrounding solar bodies. As an example, the Earth is much larger than the moon, Mm. which Pluto was not significantly Not larger than its moon called just Eris. two moons just mm-hmm. hanging out two dwarf planets maybe um friend planets yeah <laughs> planet friends that's a very british reference guys. <laughs> so yeah in this very elegant metaphor by bts they liken the relationship between the sun and pluto to a relationship that has ended so one part has lost its status or its meaningful position that it occupied in the eyes and in the relation to the partner. So the sun is the partner and the one that's lost its status obviously is Pluto. But even though Pluto no longer is as meaningful, he's still there, still sort of revolving around her. So I think it sort of insinuates that you've lost your partner, the relationship's over, but you're still hung up on them. You're still, Mm -hmm. even though they sort of don't see you in this sort of special standout position in your solar system, way anymore and you can't get away maybe no. work together yeah exactly you can't leave. <laughs> yeah okay in any case whether you work together or not you're <laughs> you're no longer as meaningful but you're still there you're still revolving around this person it opens with the spokel another good one from him mm, beautiful and he says if i only could i wanted to ask you why did you do that back then why did you kick me out Without a name to myself, I still revolve around you. Our goodbye is colorless or meaningless, the unchanging color. So he no longer calls himself the boyfriend and Pluto no longer calls itself a planet. Pluto lost its name and it's now just a number. It's really beautiful. Like, who? Judy, obviously, or one of the boys. (laughs) 
came up with this concept that we're like, this planet's been kicked out. Yeah. Um, we should write about something. Like yeah. the coffee one. Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. right. Let's about coffee. But that's um, all convert. That's much less. Uh, but this is just really beautiful. Like, know, let's yeah. write about it from the perspective of Pluto. Oh, planet, yeah. And then it opens He's this been like, Why did you kick me out? <laughs> Why am yeah. I had to leave? Oh. This poor planet, man. Yeah, he's now just a number. He doesn't know why it was downgraded or why he sort of lost his status. And he didn't do anything wrong. And whether the sun still to be a planet. There. No, he didn't. He didn't ask to be a planet. And I'm sure they didn't, love, didn't send the spaceship up and like let him know. Like, oh, go like, listen, so this isn't working out. You're not that much bigger than that other thing. So it's can't so be a planet bad. anymore. He's so just confused. He just doesn't know, right? He doesn't know why he's lost his status and whether the sun still wants it there you know oh. so in his eyes it's just like right you just turn out my life you just click gone gone Aram then says there's no name allowed for me i too used to be your star <laughs> it must feel nice to be the light all i did was receive you so he's receiving the light from the sun this is a planet but it's not a planet anymore yeah <laughs> what meaning is left of the fallen planet's remaining life so what's my meaning now i'm no longer a planet i'm just you know revolving around not being a planet and then apparently the word that he uses myung apparently can mean both life and name myung wa song was the name of pluto in korean before it lost its wa song which means planet or it actually also means king star it's what they used to designate something as a planet, meaning that when Pluto was degraded, it sort of ceased to be a king star in Korean. Yeah. So, um... I know. Natasha's <laughs> doing a sad face. Aram says, I'll receive it till I die. Your stifling stare, I still orbit you, and nothing's changed. So, till Pluto dies, it's going to be there, being lit by the sun. Yeah. And then he says, could it be that you've really found your Ares? So Ares is the other dwarf planet in the same belt as Pluto namely the Kuiper belt which is allegedly the same size or bigger even than Pluto and it's one of the reasons that Pluto lost its status mm -hmm. so Arm's like could it be that you really found your Ares as in the one that replaced me mm. and Ares is also the Greek goddess of conflict and strife which is also fitting I put you don't get on the bad side of Ares tell me how am I not as good as that moon us is the plural form of you maybe I wasn't there from the start <gasps> And then he says, someday you'll understand my words. My seasons were always you. As in the sun obviously makes the seasons. But I think the metaphor, he might mean like his temper or the beginning and end. Mm -hmm. And then he says, my cold heart is 248 degrees below zero. It stopped the day you erased me. Damn. I didn't actually look this up, but it must be the temperature of Pluto is 248 degrees below zero. Yeah. And it's been in orbit for 248 years. No, it says that it takes Pluto 248 48 years to, to do complete one, one orbit. orbit, yes. And then the chorus comes in, this very funky call-response style mm. chorus where someone sings the sort of strong main voice and then someone does the sort of background chanty bits. And they go, I'm just orbiting you. That's the big, like, long line. And then the background goes, I missed you, I lost you. And then they go, the big line goes, I'm just going in circles. And then they go, I missed you, I lost you again. So that's the... The chorus, and then they go on to say, I once belonged in a world under the sun. The song paused, the song stopped. A smoky layer of mist in the heart of the stars. And then they go, you erased me, you forgot me. I think the, the chorus is really cool. Like, it's the really, chorus is very good. Yeah. Very good call and response. When they perform it also, like they take turns to do the calls and responses. And it's really like, it's it keeps really, it very interesting. It's really well done. Yeah. 
And then we get Sugar's beautiful verse. Mm-hmm. And he goes, She's a good one. It's not much different from yesterday. Same old days, except you're not here. <gasps> Feels like we were together just up till yesterday. It's to the point where it's scary. Same days, but no you. To be honest, I was fine up until one year without you. I didn't have any feelings left. The last day I had forgotten. I don't even remember your scent. But wait, I've smelled this perfume somewhere. Just when my memory was about to come back, I turned my head around and saw you. You're smiling brightly, but beside you there's a, ah. And then the woman says, hello. And Sugar goes, hello. And the woman goes, how are you? And Sugar goes, I'm doing okay. And then he does his little laugh. And then he goes back to rapping. But my heart feels like it'll explode. The temperature now is 140 degrees below zero. Beautiful. It's so brilliant. I think Sugar does a really good job of going from the planet to the relationship. Yeah. Then the relationship comes full circle because you've re-encountered them. Then yeah. back to the planet. I know. Beautiful. So, well, really well done. It's so brilliant. I remember if it wasn't like for the Eris reference being the planet and the Greek god of chaos, then I'd be like, mm-hmm. I was I was I was torn when I read these two verses. Yeah. I was like Oh, Aram has nailed this. And then I read Youngest and I listened to Youngest because you got the call and response. And I was like, yeah. oh no. And then Hobie's one's brilliant as well. That's yeah, come up. yeah. It's beautiful but from that mind. The best, I'm sorry. It's, it's <laughs> a close second. So I remember this from like way before I was ever Youngie Bias, like when I was first listening through all the albums the first time. And then all of a sudden I had this like, I just remembered, oh, there's this song where he sort of stops to take a phone call in the middle mm. of the rap because I thought it was a phone call because I obviously can't understand what they're saying and then I had to like go back and listen to all the songs and be like which song is it where he does the weird phone call in the middle of the rap it's so weird but like it's so good mm. so I like listened through all the Love Yourself albums again until I found the song I'm like yeah this is it so the, this verse is uh, a highlight solid verse yeah really well done and you can sort of feel how defensive he is when he responds to the question mm. and it's like Oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine thanks. <laughs> like, and then the the stop on the but beside you there's and then it breaks into it. Beautiful, and especially really when well he's done. been like, I was fine, I was fine, I was fine, and then oh no, I saw you, and then oh ah yeah. Cool. So then yeah, they did the chorus again, and then there's like the J Hope Jin bridge. Mm. I put where Jin goes, I'm just orbiting you, and J Hope goes beyond the fog. I watch you as you continue to smile without you there's no meaning to my irregular orbit and Jin goes I'm just going in circles and then Dale comes back to say I'm just a hard number to remember and the Pluto of darkness mm. but I'll continue to orbit around you forever damn Pluto's the only planet to have a elliptical trajectory mm-hmm. so it goes in like a what's that an oval an rather oval than a shape circle sun, yeah. so I thought that was really well pulled out from Hobie like yeah. he'd done the work researching the planet and then I, I like when he says I'm just a hard number to remember I'm yeah. Like, yeah but it's like no one's gonna go around learning this well now we will because it's a BTS song but like no one's gonna be like oh yeah and that one that used to be Pluto no one's gonna yeah. be like yeah and then the dwarf planet one three four three four three the really important one I so think line have just add on themselves smashed here yeah song brilliant and then it ends on another chorus and i put oh my god i love this song so much (laughs) it's really cool the metaphor of the moon and pluto and the not being a planet anymore is like a really elegant one but it just works because you just get it right like Mm. there's no searching for the hidden meaning yeah it doesn't really pick up the the theme of hiding your true self but it fits the theme of the sort of conflict within the relationship of the album 
it's an interesting one to compare as well I think to like the other tortured breakup songs that we've done of theirs like I need you because mm. it's so much like less desperate and overly tortured but like equally moving Sad I'd say if, yeah. if, if even like more moving in the V-Live RM said it was hard to write because he would get you know there's like the bit in the back where the voice sort of goes get back get back mm. in the background he was said that really annoyed him when he was trying to write lyrics to the beat mm. so he called P-Dog and was like can you take that out while I write <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote it quickly he said walking around like a tube stop Oh, of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> oh, RM's just on the metro, just dropping bangers. <sighs> and he said it was a unique track that plays an important role on the album. What do you think of this one, Tosh? Do you like it? You've heard us go off about this, so do not drag this down. No, I do like it. It kind of did make me cry. Oh, it is really sad. When you read the lyrics or when you heard it? Um, Reading lyrics, mainly because, like... Oh, it resonates on loss and grief. Oh, yeah, and the vocal lines, the I missed you, I lost you, I'm just going in circles. Yeah. It's okay. It's sad on a lot of levels. Should we talk about the performance? So they only performed this at Muster in 2019, which Which I've written, I am shocked that it didn't make it for either of the Love Yourself tours. There were two, Love Yourself and Love Yourself Speak Yourself, and it didn't make the set list for either. And imagine the staging i know with all the planets oh. like they love throwing the whale out and the butterflies out yeah oh I yeah in the the muster one it's where they've got the little dangly strings on yeah their yeah yeah the chanel outfits yeah they look mm-hmm. great yeah oh. i said i'm really impressed with the long high notes from the vocal line mm. yeah i think thought they were flawless and with Jin's purple hair that's always a highlight <laughs> whenever we do a fifth muster performance it's like oh Jin's purple mm. hair it is a good year yeah rm vibes a lot Aaron loves it. Yeah, he's vibing a whole vibing bunch. Throughout. Yeah. Oh, and JK says the girl lines from Chicka's Rap. I put that. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Blonde Jimin. Blonde Jimin, always a highlight. Oh, mm-hmm. can you imagine to be at the fifth muster? I know. And then they all walk back to the main stage where the planets are. It is a really lovely one. Tash, do you like the performance? Yeah, I guess there's not really... There's no dance to it, so they can't really perform it any other way than just vibing on stage. Yeah. It's lovely. There should have been more. And then we put in a stage mix so you can get the hair and the outfits. Yeah, so we've put two links, but they're both from Fifth Master. Right, so I think we are done with the one with all the numbers. Leanne, take us to paradise. Hey, always. (laughs) Yeah, so I picked up Paradise, which... Is a song that's literally got no performances at all other than JK on his birthday live. live. Yeah. Um, which Annie didn't even know what it was called when people kept <laughs> it's because asking it has for a it. different Korean title. And I think uh, Youngi sort of summed it up really well when he talked at the press conference for Love Yourself Tia. So he said, We always include a song that talks about a social phenomenon in our albums. And this time it's called Paradise. Last year, when I gave my New Year's greeting to the fans, I told them that dreams aren't necessary, that being happy is enough. That's how this song was born. The world never teaches you how to dream, but it always promotes competition. I'd like many of those who are tired from the competition to listen to this song. I'd like those tired souls to find rest through Paradise. Oh. So it's like an early so NO. It's late NO. Yeah, yeah, a late NO. It's like throwing back to NO. Um, well, a No More Dream, I guess. A No More Dream, yeah. Yeah. 
don't get wound up in the competition it's okay for your biggest goal to be being happy happy, yeah because often when you achieve the goals that you set they don't necessarily lead to happiness remember I went to a horrible job interview once but the guy that interviewed me said that like it's in people's nature to keep wanting to like level up like Mm. you would do in a video game so when you get to the next level you'd like revel in that joy for a very short time you just just want the next thing yeah I think the song is about like how society sort of forces you to like push and push and push and push even if you're like not sure what you're pushing for so there's like you can't go home from work until way past when you get paid because everyone else is there late and you can't stop studying early because everyone else is studying late and you're not sure like why you're doing it so okay so before we get into the lyrics it was written by RM Sugar, J-Hope, other Korean and Western writers and it was produced by Lofile which is good so it sort of opens with JK opens it on Marathon Marathon. Beautiful. <laughs> no, it was a brilliant buckle. Yeah, yeah. Marathon. Gorgeous. <laughs> again. Yeah. So that's again about how life is really long. It's like a marathon. We need to take it slower because it's not worth wasting your energy mm-hmm. trying to get to the finish line. Then he sort of says, you know, 42195, of which is the length of a marathon in kilometers. Mm-hmm. The end is filled with a paradise of dreams. You don't want to get happy once you're dead you want to get happy now yeah I mean I I thought that line was like this is what we're told when we're young like work hard and like study on now so that you can be happier later and the like I think it's I know but when they say like when is later when I when do I get to be happy and sort of resilience and choosing the right path is more important than the sort of speed at which you reach the goals I think is the message of the of the song mm. I think this was in the um genius lyrics but apparently koreans often refer to life as like a marathon and not a sprint so cautioning young people against burning themselves out really early in life and sprinting too fast mm-hmm. but marathons are also sort of all about your own pace you do it for the sort of sense of personal achievement and not to like finish first right so yeah that's yeah why... you can't it's so difficult to win a marathon yeah and like gonna... literally impossible yeah so in life you sort of you you shouldn't focus on arriving first and like compare yourself to everyone else. You sort of take it at your own pace. Hmm. Then it goes into the pre-chorus, which is, but the real world is different from what was promised. We need to run. We need to step on it. If you shoot a flare, you don't have a destination. There's no sceneries at all until your breath comes up to your chin. You need to, you need to. It's of the same vein, right? They're prompting the field, the listener to not let their fears hold them back. So don't you don't have to keep pushing forward. Well, I thought it was more like uh, if they have the saying about life being a marathon, not a sprint, and like marathons, you can run at your own pace. But then he goes, but the real world is different. You need to run, you need to sprint. If you shoot a flare, you don't have a destination. As if like you're being told not to run, but you're expected to sort of keep up with everyone Mm. else who's running. And if you stop to sort of seek help, which is communicated through the flare, you're sort of, you're, you've lost. That, that's lost. over. Yeah. Yeah. If you need help, then you've missed the... Then you you don't have a destination. destination. Yeah. If you sort of, like, I guess you can sort of compare it to being at uni, for example. If you, like, drop out of uni or change mm. your course or whatever, people will be like, oh, yeah, no, she's not doing very well at uni. She's mm. dropped out or, like, she's changed her course. Like, no, you can change your mind right or like, even, it doesn't that's not a loss that's not sort of something that you've you've not failed yeah or even any concept of asking for help right if yeah it's like mental health 
struggles mm-hmm. to help with anxiety help with yeah, exactly. work any sort of help required is seen as failure as failure yeah you've missed the destination you've like lost your way mm. but yeah and then they do the course yeah which is it's all right to stop there's no need to run without even knowing the reason it's all right to not have a dream if you have moments where you feel happiness for the for a while it's all right to stop now we don't need to run without knowing the destination it's all right to not have a dream all the breaths you breathe are already in paradise again it's the throwback to the old stuff isn't it yeah the it's very no more dream this whole song really there's no point killing yourself just for the sake of something that isn't your dream and this world doesn't sort of magically turn into paradise when you reach a certain goal you have to sort of cherish the happy moments on the journey Mm. i think the breaths that you breathe are already in paradise as a this is what we have Mm. this now this life this planet this it's not like when we get to the end of our marathon, it sort of turns into the Garden of Eden. Like no, you need yeah. to make it the most no, out of what, what it's you've already got. here. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sort of a comforting song, right? Isn't it? That's how yeah. they designed it. Um, nice. So then we're going to Aram's verse, which was We borrow dreams from others like a debt. We learn that we need to become great like a light. Your dream is actually a burden. So again, taking dreams from other people. Oh, you've been giving them, right? Like the doctor and the gavel. Yeah. Or like, I think maybe if you set out a dream as a child and you're like, maybe that dream isn't right for you anymore, but you're sort of, oh, I must set out to reach because this is my dream. Mm. Right. So it can sort of end up weighing you down. And like, even if you dreamt of being a doctor as a child, you might find that that isn't actually what's going to make you happy. If having a future is the only dream existing, then what is the dream you had last night in your bed? So this comparison of the two dreams, the dream as a goal, the the dreams that you sleep, is one more worthwhile than the other. Mm-hmm. He's saying that all dreams are important, but you can still daydream and have short-term goals. It doesn't need to be something huge. And actually, the dreams that we get within rest are still completely valid you shouldn't be giving up your sleep to pursue other dreams so mm-hmm. i think it's just beautiful obviously nailed i've never really thought about it like that like in the dreams that you have in the dreams that you have yeah and that's like <laughs> knowing the english words right knowing that's the same word so yeah it's all right if the name of the dream is different be it buying a laptop next month or just eating and sleeping not doing everything at all yet still having a lot of money who says dreams must be something grand just become anybody we all deserve a life whatever big or small so like again your existence alone is enough the things that you value are valuable the things that give you happiness are good and valuable things which i think is that it's relevant when you're a fan of something that (laughs) some people might see as a bit sort of (laughs) lame not lame but like i think obviously a lot of people just don't get it right Mm. but i think the people that don't get it but are like well you know it makes you happy and that's great those are the the good people who Mm. don't get it if you know what I mean so I think that sort of feels comforting yeah I think it's true and I think in life we've sort of come full circle in like yeah I've got this thing it makes me really happy I've always been like boy band fangirl trash so I don't tend to put a damper on that Um, i don't need to pretend i'm cool because i'm actually not that cool (laughs) and actually you know it's cool that this makes me happy and like then if you don't think that's cool then actually i don't need to be around you i think i've definitely had views form of colleagues around who have thrown shade on it and been like why are you so interested in this and i've been like well 
why are you so judgmental? Yeah. I'm going to go back here and re-record my podcast. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're back into the the chorus, then into Sugar's verse, which is, I don't have a dream. To dream is sometimes scary. To just live like this, to survive like this is a small dream to me. To have a dream, to grasp a dream, to breathe, it's sometimes too much to handle. Saying this person's living like this, the person's living like that, the world's hurling at me. Yeah. Um, yeah poor baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think he sort of brings it home, right? Well, the, um, and this is going to hurt. I think it loses some of the authenticity here because obviously these boys are super successful. No, but I think it comes from He says, his... I don't have a dream. No, but it comes from his background. And he has obviously talked about his sort of depressive phase. And he said he didn't bathe or go outside or anything mm. for like two weeks. Yeah, he had a really tough time. So I think it, the powerful bit of the verse is him acknowledging that the sort of just to live like this, just to survive, this is a small dream to me. Mm. And Sugar never, he said plenty of times that he never dreamed of being famous. Mega famous, yeah. Like he wanted to share the stories of the underground rap take you've seen, whatever, mm. with, with the world and sort of put his, his message and his talent out there like that. But it wasn't his dream to be this like, big idol guy so I can see it from that perspective when Mm. he says I don't have a dream and also like I guess it could resonate with where they are at the stage of their Mm. career now right or we know that they've achieved everything that they've dreamt of when they were trainees Mm. so now when they're like what are you working on what are you working towards whatever they're a bit like well you know I'm just trying to be happy in this existence as this idol yeah, I don't need the next big trophy. I don't need the next big thing. Exactly, like, yeah. And I guess within that, to just live like this, to survive like this, right, is it's hard. It is, it's not yeah. easy. Absolutely. And then we go into Hobie's verse, which is, the world doesn't have the right to swear. What is the way to dream a dream, since they never taught us that in the made-up dreams, sleep talk of tears, I wake you up from the nightmare of you. Now let's try and smile every day in this paradise. So you're getting this reference to the nightmare in the dreams and that we need to wake up so actually sometimes chasing a dream or chasing a goal often feels like a nightmare yeah and that's classed as being okay yeah um but you need to wake up from that and find your path let's try and find joy in the moment rather than always chasing a dream and sort of eventual fulfillment you can enjoy the the, the small like, things yeah and also it just reminds me of the miley cyrus life's a climb but the view's great but, like you have to enjoy the the journey nice. towards the dream even if you do have a dream and if you don't then obviously also it can be your dream to just be happy and I think the happiness that you'll find in the joy of day-to-day life is going to be way more valuable than a uh, sense of achievement when you achieve a goal mm-hmm. and because you achieve the goal once then you have to achieve the next goal whereas yeah. finding moments of joy and happiness every day you could build that up over time right like oh I'm going to be miserable for six months then I'm going to be happy mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm going to be happy every day and then I'm not going to be super happy in six months time yeah it's going to be a bit happy every yeah, day yeah exactly like I don't know I don't know if you guys have felt this way but you know like when you go through like an exam season or something oh. and it's awful and you work and you work and you work and you're like when I have this last exam I'm going to be so happy and then I always found like you go home and then it just feels a bit flat mm. like I don't know what to even do with myself all this stuff that I was like dreaming about doing when I was studying I don't really want to do anymore it's just like I I wanted to do it instead of studying Mm. and now I don't have to study I'm like I don't care about watching that extra Mm. episodes of friends or whatever that I just desperately wanted to watch while I had to study 
so then the chorus and then the bridge, which is stop running for nothing, my friend. Now stop that foolish race. All the breaths you breathe are already in paradise. So and then that's the end. Yeah. It has a vibe of like, there's no like promised land. You don't achieve your dream and go to heaven. You don't have to keep pushing yourself for nothing. No. Yeah. I think it's like this here as well, but especially in Korea, maybe in some environments, it seems like I've heard that it's like normal for you're not allowed to leave until your boss leaves, for example, mm. like leave work. Yeah. So people sort of seem to constantly strive to be the one that works the hardest. And that's quite like destructive and definitely not conducive to a happy work environment. No, yeah. Happy work environment, happy society, like happy family life because you're never at home. Mm-hmm. So I think that's sort of the societal critique that Yungi was getting at. Mm. And there's an element in the song as well of that's all there is. There's no paradise waiting at the end of a life of hard work. And our religious friends might disagree. But, yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's you could fair. also see it in a way that that life is a miracle and that shouldn't be sort of wasted. And the sort of the thing that it brought to mind for me was that actually one time when I was in church in Norway, it's very normal to get confirmed even if you're not super religious everyone gets confirmed at 15 and I remember we played this game where they split us all into countries and they gave us like resources that aligned with how rich that country was and Mm -hmm. then you had to like try and play the game and win but obviously only the rich countries could win because Mm. they had all the resources but they said to us when we played that game they said because Norway is a very wealthy country Mm -hmm. and I'm from a wealthy part of country of the country and they said to us that the chances of being born in that part is like the chances of winning the lottery like you mm, won the really lottery small. by being born that sort of put it into perspective for mm, me in nice. terms of being grateful for the life that mm. you've got there are a lot of fates out there that you could have yeah. could have had and to have made it like to this age and to this living standard and to have had an education and all that sort of stuff is a privilege and you shouldn't sort of waste that by just mm being miserable your whole life (laughs) to sort of boil it down to something quite simple Mm. so yeah I think it's about my upbringing and I didn't have it easy I was born in a very working class family Mm -hmm. but then actually the life that I have built and the ability to thrive Mm -hmm. in spite of those circumstances is something that I am so grateful for yeah exactly all the time um sorry let's go and I wasn't like just to end on my point, I wasn't trying to say that if you've grown up with a certain level of privilege or if your parents are happy or whatever, then just like get over any struggles you have mm-hmm. and be happy all the time and like your bad times don't matter. It wasn't that at all. It was just for me also like if people have had it hard and they're struggling and they've not achieved, you know, a big career or moved to London or started a BTS podcast, like everyone, <laughs> ev- yeah, like so every successful. single person is super valuable and anyone that exists is nailing it <laughs> like I think that's a really important like message that you get yeah from the boys like and that's what the whole love yourself here is about right like it doesn't anyone should be encouraged to find happiness in every day yeah um exactly and be free from those you standards don't need to define yourself based on like society's goals or, or what you think definition you've achieved. of yeah. achievements or exactly. accomplishments or happiness yeah if you've had it hard and not achieved anything great job but you've had it if you've had it easy and not achieved anything great job if you've had a tough time and you do what you need to do to carry on and or be happy yeah yeah brilliant all right Natasha bring in your deep thoughts on paradise (laughs) okay she's excited so I've put I love JK's breathy 
intro. Mm. Yeah, I love the rap. It's proper head boppy. It is. What are your thoughts on goals in society? Um, Do you feel pressure to constantly be the hardest working at, in your course at uni? Uh, Yeah, because so there's like two parts to my uni course. One's more hands-on technical and the other's just sit listening to boring Darcy. <laughs> and Darcy hopefully is she's a not lecturer. Listening. Okay, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you're Sorry, Darcy. your lecturers are boring. You heard, yeah. heard it here first. Yeah, so we have like a group chat and everyone's like, oh, have you started your essay? Can I have your like notes? Can I have this? And I'm like, I've not started this essay. Mm-hmm. And then for other part I'm like I don't really know what we're supposed to be doing and then I asked someone else and he's like same I ain't got a clue so I'm like it makes me feel better that you don't know but still I'm like we've got like not that many weeks left so then I'm doubting myself and I'm like oh well maybe maybe I think I know what I'm doing but I really don't so then I'm far far behind not Mm. like in line with everyone else and yeah yeah that is stressful I think that's one of the things that I miss the least about school is the sort of whenever you're just not working, you just feel guilty about it whenever you're taking a break. So, but then obviously that's different from work where you're sort of, you do your hours and then at least theoretically, then you're done. I think school sort of weighs you down in that way that it's like, you can never do Enough. enough. So you liked Paradise? Yes, I did. As a song fits better than... To be like, oh, it's so in-depth, because it's not that exciting, really, to read into. Oh, it we is. We loved it. It is. The lyrics sort of make the song for me, because without mm. them, I think it's a bit, mm-hmm. it's a bit meh. Yeah, I'm with her. But these lyrics are coming from someone who has achieved. There's not someone here being like, oh, I've not been able to eat in the past four days. I can't feed my kids. Like, I've, they're not being like, but it's all right, because I've survived and... I, I think it's bad. Yeah, that's not what the song is about. I don't think. No, it obviously assumes a certain level of existence. Existence. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's like a theory of the needs hierarchy, whereas you need certain things at certain levels in your life to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And when you achieve sort of the basics, which are like water, food, safety, shelter, like those ones, mm-hmm. that's when you just sort of start to. Self-actualized. Self-actualization, like fulfillment, all of that sort of stuff. So I think it assumes that those basics are covered yeah. in the song. I don't think, think that resonate with someone who's living in abstract poverty. No, exactly. Okay. It, it's not trying to suggest that, like, screw your worries, just, like, don't have a dream and just get on with it and be happy. But it's just trying to stop people pressuring themselves unnecessarily. Mm. It's a you are enough message. You are enough. You are enough. And it's obviously, I think, based on what you said about it being from a perspective of people who have already achieved something, obviously they sang about this in No More Dream as well. Mm. So Yeah, well, I wonder if that's where Paradise is less performed and less... Yeah, RM talked about it quite a lot. He got really deep with this one, actually, in the V-Live. He said that the terms love and dream had become too sacred. And we're told love is always beautiful. You have to have a dream for a life to be worth living. But he doesn't agree with either of those things. He says love brings a lot of pain and that there have been a lot of times when he hasn't had a dream and that a dream can be many things, including what he dreamt last night. And he said that Bank PD wanted to call it the foolish race, the song. 
um, which obviously lends some weight to that interpretation. Rat race. And he said it's a sad song about a slow race where you never get to the finish line. Oh, yeah. Junie. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, yeah I do. I, feel that, I do. I do. I do feel too. That, yeah. So yeah. performances, as mentioned, there, there are none. You <laughs> so, loved it so much. You yeah, never performed you it. never performed it. Yeah, you should advocate for it, Jim. Mm. JK did do it for his birthday in Norebang, both in 2021 and 2022. So we have linked both of those. The first year, he didn't remember that they had a song called Paradise. But it is because of the Korean title, because it's called Nakwon in Korean. I remember he was like getting the request for paradise and then he was like trying to look it up and then he looks at the side and he's like, oh, that one, that one means paradise. Oh, ah, that's where, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, he does his lovely little ad lib like in the rap and then the second year he sang it beautifully and also kind of wrapped arms, but so yeah, oh. good. Good job, JK. Yeah. He looks great on this birthday of you, though, for the 2022 one. That's the one where Jin comes from. Oh, see, I think he looked better in the first one. Oh, I don't like really? the mullet. You don't yeah. like the hair? I don't like the long at the oh. back. Let us know, listeners. Are you a JK birthday karaoke 2021 or a JK birthday karaoke 2022? He's cuter in the 2021 one. Yeah, that's because exactly. he's, doing gonna... the, cause he's doing the confused. Oh, I don't know. He's doing the big eyes. Go on, go on. I... I think I like the long hair in 2022, but I like the t-shirt more in 2021. Oh. If that's yeah, but... a reason you can say. Does he have a, a lip ring in 2021? Oh, maybe. Because um, I think that, I like him that... yeah, without the lip ring, so I'll say 2021 because he's not going to uh, 2021, he doesn't have the lip ring. 2021, fine. All right, let's move on. Love Maze is our next song. So, Natasha. Whoop, whoop, that's me. So, uh, this song is Very, Very Vibey. It's written by P-Dog, DJ Swivel, Candice Sosa, RM, Sugar J-Hope, Bobby Chung, Aerodora, and produced by P-Dog. Most of the lyrics were written by RM and he has previously used Love Maze as a metaphor to describe love in previous songs that he has worked on. So the first lyric I have is, People say that I'll end up a fool, but I don't want to use my head. I don't want to calculate. Love ain't a business, rather like a fitness. I'll never be calculating love which is RM's verse. They emphasise that love is not logic and like can't be put in like a certain box. Love is complicated and different for everyone and they stress that they won't take a chance on love even when others say it'll not work out. Next lyric is from The Hook and it's sung by Jimin. And he says, no matter what others say, don't listen. Just let them talk. The more they do, the more I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which in the video that we've linked is like playing with V. Like they're both like on the same mirror bit and they're all like laughing in each other, which is cute. (laughs) That lyric is talking about not caring what other people think about a relationship that you're in. And if you stay with them longer it could blossom into something more rather than just cutting it off short because someone else thinks that it's a bad idea and not actually trusting yourself and trusting the person that you're with. Sugar says, 
hardships will try to deceive us, but just focus on me then. In the darkness, just the two of us is enough. If we're together, even an endless maze is paradise. Oh, no. Linking back to the previous song we have just chatted about. Then the last lyric that I've got is from J-Hope, which is, Held together, our hands become a map. As long as they stay together, they will find their way to paradise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And another interpretation is that they are already each other's paradise because they only need each other to experience complete happiness. Cute, cute. Nice. Yeah. Okay. You missed our um's love is a maze, Dan, but you is a maze. Yeah. <laughs> you is a maze. <laughs> love is a maze, Dan, but you is a maze. You yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. It's not I the mean, first time he's dropped a banger like that. I think it's definitely a continuation from Paradise. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's the most like obvious romantic love song on the mm-hmm. album. But at the same time, I'm a bit like, it doesn't really go. <laughs> doesn't fit no with the theme of the album at least so i'm not i don't know if i'm missing something it's a nice song at the start they talk about being lost in a maze of decisions and darkness and sort of exhausted by the chaos we've wandered around looking for answers and then jk says we ran endlessly but all the fakeness can't tear us apart baby mm-hmm. so i guess it kind of leads on from the like running that they did in paradise we must believe in ourselves, can't let go of each other's hands. We need to be together forever. And then RM says the line that Natasha mentioned. Yeah, and then he talks about it being a cold winter, but I still want to try. If you push me, I'll fall, raise me up again. Even if I pull, you don't have to come. And then they do the chorus, which they're like, take my eye hand, don't let go. Lie eye mm-hmm. in this maze. My eye never lose me in love maze. And then Jin does his like, can you hear me? You just have to trust me, baby. Just don't give a damn. That's a fun mm-hmm. vocal. Yeah. I like the bit where that sugar does, obviously. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, where he says that all around this maze, we're walking in this abyss. There's a thin light. I hope we're going towards paradise. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, another reference. But when he's had the know this, sometimes lies will try to tear us apart. Hardships will deceive us. But just focus on me then. That line sort of stayed with me. Like I said, I think the song is, it's not as easy to extrapolate this one to be about like BTS and ARMY because they're mm-hmm. like, God, there's just two of us, the two of us. Yeah. Um, I think Hobie's verse is a decent one. It's a decent stab at it. What can we do? We did the official thing. So we need to follow the rules. Even in this wandering maze, even on our mysterious path, we're taking care of each other. I always think even if eternity is hard, I want to try. Let's be forever. Travel towards the exit, held together, our hands become a map. Yeah, I wrote that. That's a beautiful line. I sort of think this song belongs in Love Yourself for Her. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go in tear. Um, yeah, get rid. Yeah, well, I don't think get rid. Like, I think it's a nice song. I never skip it either, but it's just thematically off. It's a bit of an outlier. Mm. I wrote that it's a continuation of Paradise and sort of how the chaos of everyday life and perhaps sort of even a reference to sort of the hectic lives that the members live with rumors and online haters and media, media speculation and all that sort of stuff that that sort of gets in the way. It does sort of mention about the sort of rules they have to follow and the lies trying to tear them apart and all that sort of stuff. I think it's in Hobie's verse that he goes, we did the official thing, so we need to follow the rules, all that sort of stuff. I guess that sort of led me on to think about that. Yeah, like the goals. Yeah, and but no more than more like, 
follow the rules of the idol company like okay. if you're in a relationship in the festive dinner I was like oh there's all these rules like mm. that was one of the things that he was really frustrated with but I don't know whether whether he says we did the official thing whether he means like we're official mm. boyfriend girlfriend now so Maybe. it's like trying to seek refuge from the harsh realities in the love that exists between them and a partner I think it's a, a quite a clever sort of allegory between the BTS universe and the sort of BTS fan relationship the whole story mm. about the girls but I've also heard people say that it's the whole purpose of the highlight reel is to let them sing about romance mm. so I don't know whether that's what they're trying to get at yeah I mean love Miz as a concept could have fit and like yeah. the twists and turns within the maze that you would face as an individual or as you're trying to like complete the maze to get to the goal yeah I'm not gonna lie I thought there would be more here yeah <laughs> uh, when I went into the lyrics because I think love maze is a concept right and yeah. I've read about RM's done love mazes as a concept before we've ever collaborated and I was like oh yeah this is going to be beautiful there's going to be puzzle references and maze references and twist and turn references I even thought there might be some of the Greek references mm-hmm. where you get trapped in the maze with the yeah, with... it's a bull right half man half bull and you have to escape oh maze. I was thinking of the you know that when they go into the is it like the underworld where he brings the like string and then he uh, like, yeah yeah takes it. I it's that's the same, same one. one okay so I just thought there would be much more same yeah and I there brought, wasn't what no. did Junie say in the v live I wrote that I think if you insert it in the arc of the love yourself albums and the whole story of the relationship but then I bro if you insert it in the album arc of the tear album and yeah. the tear in the relationship it's a, a bit naive but even then it's got to go before fake love yeah, like, yeah exactly. that's where it's... it should be because that's where together we're fighting this we know what we're yeah, doing and it's also it's quite codependent like mm. as a song it's like oh yeah we can be together we can find our way and make it to paradise like as long as we're together and then Hobie's whole bit about like yeah let's try and make it to forever like forever mm. that's great but then what happens if you don't make it to forever, which is ultimately the concept of the album. Yeah. <laughs> like this relationship doesn't happy last. Now. Yeah, I don't know. I did write that a lot of the time with these album concepts, it seems like the first three, four songs follow the theme. And then there's a big middle bit that doesn't really. And then it comes back in the outro, mm. typically. So maybe that's just what this is. Mm. But it's a more obvious outlier than like Amperman because mm, so I think like, Amperman's an outlier. No, but it, this Airplane Part Two obviously also isn't about mm. really relationship breaking up, and Amperman also isn't. But that those are like BTS songs. Yeah. Whereas this is like if it, it would have fit on her if it was one of the first mm. track four on her, whatever. Make that a ten track album, put yeah, it in yeah, there, yeah. then fine. Oh, I don't think it goes after. Put it as a tiny, tiny intro. Even. I just, oh, just get rid. It's just the theme for me. Like, I don't mind the song. I think the song is catchy and fun. And it's just the lyrics that I, I like. It. Yeah, I like the vocal, the vibe in the mirror. I like the way that they sing it. I think the title and my knowledge of our Genius Boys yeah. led me to places where they did not go. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, so um, fine. He really loves this one too. <sighs> he said he listened to it like 20 times when cycling near the Han River. Oh. And he recommended that people do the same. Oh. 
he said he especially likes the transition from Jungi's rap into Hobie's rap. Mm. Why didn't you make us listen to it when we were cycling by Ham River? Well, I'd not watched it then. I'd not watched it then. Um, no. <laughs> well, um, off to Ham River we go. Yeah. He said, I think he said something like, oh, if you listen to it loads, like you might get a bit bored of it. But mm. if you listen to it while cycling, like, trust me, it's going to be amazing. So, be yeah, I don't know if he was still sort of reaching a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, he likes it anyway. If he likes it does it, go in the flow. The sonical flow of the album, it, it sonically go. flows. Yeah. The problem with me is that after Paradise, I know that then it's Magic Shop. And then after I'd read the lyrics, I was like, um, I'm going to Magic Shop. It just feels a bit... <laughs> Goodbye. What I think it feels like is um, kind of a necessary extension of Paradise. Maybe what but it's the... trying to do is linking Paradise to the romantic relationship. Yeah. Maybe that's the function. I was going to say the two concepts are off, though, because the Paradise is about not achieving a goal and this is about a romantic relationship, but it is about a romantic relationship leading to Paradise. So maybe it should have come before Paradise. Maybe, yeah. The and reveal. just existing in a relationship yeah. that is happy yeah. without having to have a goal, let's get engaged, let's get married, let's have kids, let's buy a house, like... Whatever, yeah. That relationship within itself could exist goallessly and happily. Yeah. Fine, we've solved it. I think either that or you just move it to her. I think it'd fit, like you said, it'd fit within DNA, it'd fit within microcosmos. Yeah. You could do all the, the concept of being together forever. That's quite nice. I wouldn't mind that message. Yeah, and also her across. is meant to be the like positive, happy, oh, mm. yeah, I'm in this great relationship, I'm so happy album. Mm. And this is meant to be the like, oh, no. No, there are people trying to tear them apart, right? Maybe it's like they're having a doubt over their relationship, but then they go into a bit of mm. like denial. Take my hand, don't let me go. They're like, no, actually, we can last forever. Oh yeah, don't worry about all this fake love. Yeah, can't you Crap. hear me? You have to. Yeah, so maybe they get in the conflict and they're wanting to to turn back. But the conflict from fake love comes from within the relationship, not external. Yeah, exactly. You've got yeah. no external factors until you get to here. Yeah, maybe it's acknowledging the external stuff. Maybe it's a lead on from paradise being like, society's hard, society's going to put pressure and society's also going to put pressure on your relationship. relationship. Yeah. And if we didn't have Love Maze, we wouldn't have the line, love is a maze, damn, but you is a maze. Yeah. And therefore it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That line brings me a lot of joy. Right. Okay. Did you say whether you liked it? I said I liked it because it's vibey. Yeah, it is vibey. And you get the vibe in from the performance in the mirrors. Again, they've only performed this at Master. They're on the sort of spinning platform thingy I've written with the mirrors. RM vibes so much. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> RM vibes loads. Yeah, I did write that the live gave me appreciation for Yungi and Hobie's vocal parts. And Yungi singing to himself. I like them all singing to themselves in the mirror. Yeah. But mainly I like whenever it just cuts to RM just vibing. Right. Should we move on from uh, Love Maze? That was a Get out of the maze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get out. Right. The next song <laughs> we're going to talk about is The Magic Shop. <laughs> yeah, Magic Shop was written by John Kirk. <gasps> Yay. Oh, for a boss for it was his idea, Mackey. right? Yeah. His was. idea. It was his idea. Yeah, JK, yeah, get it. JK, JK. Get it, JK. Yeah. It was written by John Kirk, His Noise, RM, DJ Swivel, Candace Sosa, Adora, J Hope, and Sugar. And it was produced by John Kirk. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh. His Noise and Adora as well. Legend. Yeah. So this is JK's sort of 
comfort song or his gift for army during a press conference he talked about wanting the song to offer refuge whenever army felt tired sad or frustrated like today eh? yeah like today we've had a bit of a tough day today so <laughs> we need some magic shop yeah we come back to this recording uh after yesterday for those who are wondering why we weren't sad in the previous was, we were sad in the previous episode That's i was true. sad you you're sad. sadder today yeah i'm less like emotional it's just my phone was stolen from me so that's sad but not the same and it um, rained today it rained as well yeah got caught in the rain mm-hmm. Boo. so yeah need of some magic shop so he thought that whenever army felt tired sad or frustrated they could open the door in their heart and exchange their fears for happiness and find all the love the members have for them <laughs> inside yeah very cute and obviously we've learned already that the magic shop is a real psychodramatic technique where you trade fear or perceived undesirable traits for something positive. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this song starts with Tay's line. Mm. And he, does, he says, I know that you're hesitating because even if you say the truth, in the end, it will all return as scars. Oh. I often have that sometimes when you sort of say stuff to someone and then all of a sudden... It sort of gets turned back on you mm. in the end. I read it as even if you're living true to yourself, you actually can't avoid hurt. Even if you are being truthful, there's yeah. still pain that's going to come. And that's why you can be discomforted and be hesitant in the moment. Because even though you have been true to yourself, it's still returned to scars. Right. Okay. I guess you could see it both ways. The next line is JK's line where he says, I'm not going to say anything blatant like find strength. I will let you hear my story, let you hear it. And then he does that little falsetto bit. And then Arm does his slow rhythmic rap, I've put, uh, where he says, what did I say? I said you'd win, didn't I? I couldn't believe it. Could I win it? Did we make it? I was here. You were the one who made your way to me. So I think this refers to the army and BTS supporting and believing in each other on the way towards the like success that they found at the stage. Mm. And then he says the line in English, which is, I do believe your galaxy. <sighs> I want to listen to your melody, your stars in the Milky Way. Don't forget, I found you anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, despite us being one of many, they found us. And he wants um, to listen to us. Yeah, he he does. And he says, at the end of my despair, you're the last reason for me who was standing at the edge of the cliff. Live. Live. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice, isn't it? It's uh, dark. It's, I think it refers to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in outro tier, but they were obviously at the brink of breaking up mm. in the lead up to this album. So, because he was like at the edge of the cliff, sort of ready to pack it all in. But Jen said that, you know, that they stayed together for ARMY mm. in the end. And then the chorus. Well, I thought it was a false suicidal reference. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not like for him to live, but like if you are at the edge of the cliff, yeah. like I am, choose life. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be both, right? Like yeah. it depends on what Well, obviously you're it's in. both and multiple more meanings that we'll never know because yeah. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the chorus goes, on days I hate myself, days I want to disappear forever, let's make a door in your heart, open the door and this place will await. It's okay to believe the magic shop will come for you. <laughs> it's nice it's nice yeah i don't know whether this is the translation but it sort of interchanges between talking about i and you Mm -hmm. i thought that was sort of referring to how we support each other it's not like a one-way relationship 
this course is my front screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been my front screen for a long, long time. Yeah. Because there are many it. days when I hit myself and I open a little door in my heart. And I, I imagine it. I imagine a little door. I imagine, you know, when Jimmy draws the little door for V and then pretends like he's jumping inside his heart uh. in the performance. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. that's sweet <laughs> maybe you should have done the song <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> but yeah no, and then the chorus continues while drinking a glass of hot tea and looking up at the milky way you'll be all right oh this here is the magic shop and i love the melody for this section mm. it's like i get all the chills mm. every time and then they do this so show me so show, I'll oh, show you. that's obviously magical <laughs> it's really magical yeah Whenever they do the performances, they never sing I'll Show You. No, no, no. no. We, we all, that's for us. Yeah, even on the birthday karaoke yeah. that JK did. I he was like in my office points. watching that and yeah. then he pointed the microphone he... to the screen and I was like mouthing along in the office. Yeah. He obviously couldn't sing, which I was sad about. But the next line is J-Hope's <sighs> line. He does J-Hope's little, vocal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He does a little like singy bits, which are really nice. Oh. Yeah. Like a rose when blooming, like cherry blossoms when being scattered in the wind. Like morning glory when fading, like that beautiful moment. <laughs> I put that those are all like fleeting beauty examples. Yeah. And it recalls the most beautiful woman in life. It does. Yeah. 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 And it's a really beautiful vocal. I remember it really it is, yeah. When Very I was soft and lovely. Like first listening it through. Yeah. And being like, Who's that? Yeah. Like and then I was like, It's no one. Yeah. It's someone new. <laughs> and then I was like, That can't be right. And then I like went back and then I went forward and then I was like, Oh, it's yeah. and then that made me feel even better maybe i should have done magic shop <laughs> <laughs> i'm dead every line every no line. i mean i i yeah i'm gonna you cry at, at it i'm you. gonna talk at the end but yeah the next then line is rap. Yungi's. he does oh. the aa where he says i always want to be the best so i was impatient and always restless comparing myself with others became my daily life my greed that was a weapon suffocated me and also became a leash He's obviously talked before about his sort of unrelenting drive to succeed, which mm. sort of at first motivated him, but then sort of started to weigh him down. And there was a reference in the Genius lyrics, I think it was, to his song, The Last, from the first Augustine mixtape, where he talks about the monster within him being the greed mm. and sort of the line between greed and ambition that we talked about in Wings as mm. well is relevant. His verse gets quite deep. Yeah. Where he says, but looking back on it now, truthfully, I feel like it's not true that I wanted to be the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then it just turns into just pure yeah, and emotional gushing. Well, J-Hope oh. brings it back, doesn't he? Comes back and goes, I wanted to become your comfort and move your heart. I wanted to take away your sadness and oh. pain. Yeah. <laughs> he sings that bit beautifully as well. He does! Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're back to the chorus. Well, I was going to say that from that line, we obviously, it's not hard to understand, but beyond the sort of greed and ambition, they've come to accept that being someone's comfort is sort of enough. And maybe alongside the greed to succeed, there was sort of greed in terms of wanting to create positive change, mm. which so you can turn the greed back around in a way. Well, and maybe that's the turning point of the discussions about breaking up as well, right? Like yeah. We wanted all this success and we've got it, but also we bring what is success actually yeah. it's not it's the comfort it's not like that how we many bring and it's the happiness that we bring that we want. it's how many yeah. people's lives we're making such a big difference for yeah. so yeah. we should stick around even yeah. though it's hard because we have become this big comforting force i feel like that i want to take away your sadness and pain is like the boy with love 
Yeah, yeah. I, I want to keep you say safe. <laughs> Bobby, you can take away all of my pain. Yeah. Oh. So then they do the chorus again. Which um, goes, on days where I hate myself for being me, days where I want to disappear forever, let's make a door, it's in your heart. Open the door and this place will await the magic shop. Yeah, so it's slightly different. <gasps> At least the translation is slightly different. But it has same the same vibes. gist, same vibes. And I love, 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 love Jin's vocal mm. on that second chorus. Like mm. We obviously talked about his emotive vocals before, mm. but it's like the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then Tay and Jim into the bridge. Uh, and V does really an nice. amazing job on that bridge. Yeah. I think the like emotional, again, this beautiful, like deep vocal that just feels so warm. Mm-hmm. It feels comforting. Yeah. In a way that the high notes make you feel happy. And yeah. then the softer, deeper well, vocals. I, like, I think the there's a big like magic shop, uh, yeah. high note, and then they do the magic shop. But yeah. That bit oh, I love. That dead. That, dead. That's my comfort vocal. But then Tesla also is really good. This bridge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well. he says, would you believe me if I said that I was scared <gasps> of everything too? So oh. the sincerity, the remaining times. And then Jimin goes, all your answers are in this place you found in your Milky Way, inside your heart. Another big, beautiful high note yeah. from Jimin. Would you believe me if I said that I was scared of everything too? Yeah. No, V, I would not. Oh, I would. But I know. I yeah, would, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, we're always scared that they're going to leave, but they're mm-hmm. always scared that we're going to leave. Yeah, exactly. We need yeah, each I other. I guess the comfort goes both ways, right? Yeah. Like, no, fans. but Junior said that in that Be Life, right? He said that we live in constant fear of losing our fans, and I yeah. know that the fans live in constant fear of losing us. Yeah, we, we will do wait, trust guys. them. We will wait. Twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five. We'll still be here. And we'll have the song still in the going meantime. through the album. We'll I'm glad we went from two weeks to monthly now. Special we'll be coming. around for a long time. Don't worry. <laughs> Interpreting... Don't worry, our two fans. <laughs> Interpreting all the lyrics for you. Yeah. And then obviously they do the sort of really beautiful, you gave me the best of me, so you'll give you the best of you. This is when I actually cry. You found me, you knew me, you gave me the best of me, so you'll give you the best of you. You'll find it, the galaxy inside of you. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) I just, before the magic shop, I just didn't have enough people telling me that I need to give the best of me to myself yeah like, you, you give all of this love to us so not you should give that love back to yourself you will, you will. thank you you're yeah. right I will give that love but to also myself. What, like a brilliant turn of phrase like so, so you like help me through all the success and help me see that I was special and talented and all that sort of stuff and so you'll give yourself the same thing oh my god <laughs> you're more than enough you're amazing give all that love to yourself yeah so directive it brilliant really is good Obviously, we know from when we did Microcosmos that the, this idea that every person is a galaxy and that each person contains like an inner world or a microcosm that re- reflects the outer world or the macrocosm meaning the whole universe. So that's why they keep referring to the galaxy, yeah. I think. And Aram did say in his real life that he really thinks that every person is like a, a galaxy, galaxy. A universe. Yeah. And then I wrote and then I cried, <laughs> which well, I did. So yeah, and then they do this. So show me. I'll show you again. I said this to you, I think, but I was sort of scared when doing this research that I'd sort of listened to it too much and that it would lose its magic. Nope. I genuinely love this song so much, but I never go cue it or play it or anything like that because I'm just so, like, scared that it will just become, like, a regular song. Uh, But every time it comes up on Shuffle, I feel, like, so privileged. I'm like, oh, my God, I get to listen to the magic show. There's like other BTS songs that I obviously really love and that also like make me teary. But I think this one is on a special level in terms of like, I just want to preserve the magic. That's good that you keep it special. 
yeah. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just constantly on repeat. I wrote that it somehow feels a bit underrated. All armies if all I... over the world. Love it. But like, yeah, but like if you went to see them, Chance you wouldn't play it. Yeah. yeah they, they didn't play it. Necessarily they didn't perform play it, it right? I wouldn't expect them to perform it. Even if I went to like PTD, they didn't play it. Well, and not, not at Busan, right? And Busan was the all the hits. They no, did they put in Spring, Spring Day. Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they could have done my. I, I I wrote that it should be at least as rated as Microcosmos and Spring Day, and Microcosmos was the big end to the Love Yourself, Speak Yourself mm. tour. Spring Day obviously ended. Yet to come in for PTD, they did Spring Day a couple of times. Did they do Magic Shop at Shuzu? They did no. Microcosmos. Oh, we would have seen it. No, I don't think they did. I think I've only really seen it before that Master and the first Love Yourself tour. Um, what are your thoughts on Magic Shop, my love? I'm feeling very soft and gushy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Oof. Obviously, I can't not love mag- magic shop. That's like that's like swearing in church. Yeah. When did you first hear it? Tell us about because you would have heard this on the comeback, right? You would have been there. Well, seeing as obviously the fake love or like title, obviously, like when a comeback comes, first thing you do is watch music video. So I think after watching music video, from listening to that, because you know how much I love it, I don't. Really remember listening to the rest album. Oh, yeah. My oh. one complaint about it is that it's too short, and it doesn't have an MV. That too, but like the bit where they go like magic shop, they don't do that bit in the last chorus, and I'm like, I could use another thirty seconds of the song, and then you can do the last chorus as a proper chorus, and then give me the you gave me the best of me and mm, again blah, blah. and finish there. Yeah, yeah, that's my one complaint. I mm. want the like beautiful still relaxing vocal in the mm. chorus three times not two times <laughs> greedy but, yeah greedy greedy <laughs> yeah it's uh relates to the lyrics that take we get really agitated when we go to bts club nights or bts brunches or bts events and they don't play microcosmos and magic shop as yeah. the ending two songs they're pretty uh, good at BTS. shout club out night. to yeah, yeah the bts uk army unites yeah Club night, their playlist is like flawless. Very good, very good, very flawless. Good. Yeah. Anyway, I said it's a masterpiece. We should all say thanks to Jungle for this beautiful mm. gift. Yeah. How do you feel about JK writing it? Did you know JK wrote it? Yes. Obviously, when you get your track list, you get all your credits and everything. So everyone's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! It's gonna be the first one that he's done." Just all that. So yeah. Obviously, JK bias. I loved it. <sighs> yeah. And then it dropped in its magic shop. Oh, you'd be so proud. Yeah. I I said I can only speak for myself, but I think it does exactly what he wants. It is very comforting. Yeah. So RM said in his V Live actually that, well, actually, JK came in and he was like, Can you tell them about writing Magic Shop? And JK said, P Dog had said that the album should have a fan song and then asked him to write the beginning of the fan song. And then he thought that he should try and write it until the end. Uh-huh. And RM said that JK, from when he first played it for the members, he was like smiling so much. Oh, <laughs> shout P Dog. Yeah. Great, great idea. Yeah. RM said that his favorite part is that on the days when you hate being your bits, because he said that there are a lot of days that he has. Why would you tell me that? Yeah. That's lit- that line speaks to me so much. Yeah. Well, I have so, so many days like that, yeah. Judy. You're the I same. just would be so happy. Yeah. He said, I think it's the perfect fan song. And he asked for fans to sing along when they perform it. Should we talk about performances? Yeah. Yeah. They're all brilliant. So there's the Love Yourself one where they wear the sparkly suits. And they all have excellent hair. 
I wrote down JK super cute sing along. And when he does let's get it at the start and then he puts his like finger heart out. Mm. And yeah. And they all like kiss the camera or like flirt yeah. with the camera. I feel like they could have been better for sparkly suits. They're not very like sexy. Mm. It could have been a different colour, like jazz it up, but no, they're just like black. Sometimes when it does certain like close ups, it looks like a snake print. Ah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. heaven forbid an animal print. Yeah, it has a Christmas vibe to me. Mm. Right, next one, Master. This one's the one where Jimin does the... There's lots of little animations that you can see of Jimin drawing the heart for Tay and then jumping inside. Yeah, it's also the one where Tay is lying on arm's thigh. Oh, he's yeah. <laughs> a problem. Like, lucky, lucky man. Yeah, he's just taunting me now, he's isn't he? Lucky man to be on arm's thigh. Mm. But and they all wear the painted T-shirts. That they painted themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd hope he wrote a whole pod his. And Jimin looks very small in his hat. Oh, in his little bacon boy hat. Bacon boy hat. Yeah. Oh. And he's cute with Hobie oh, as well. He's cute with Tay, but then he's cute with Hobie. I like Sugar's headband. The Supreme one. Supreme one. I see that. Mm-hmm. Arms just, yeah, arms is looks nice good. as well. Yeah. And he's in shorts in this, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he is in shorts. Yeah. That's why Tay's on like Tay's. No, he's on the Tay's ear. Tay's ear is basically touching his skin. Wow. I think I touched the skin before. Oh, my you know. Jesus. <laughs> Lucky lad. Oh, wow, yeah. I think there's only, like, JK's outfit that I like. I don't like the, like, neon bit of it. Weird handprints. They did them themselves. I don't like... care. Yeah, Sugar's is a lot of neon. No, right. these looks cool. I like Jin's whale. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this installment of the Generation BTS Love Yourself tier series. And please join us next week as we delve into the next set of songs. If you would like to follow us on social media, send us a message or rate the podcast. You can find details on how to do that in the episode description. We've been Generation BTS. Goodbye. <laughs>